Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi-Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Pod. Cast Network. Welcome to Inspired with Christopher. Join us on our journey together through all of life's triumphs and tribulations. Prepare for an open, honest, and inspiring look at all the questions you may have about your journey through life. Now I present to you, your host for this journey, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Martin. You're the creator of your own destiny. Do you believe in fate, destiny, predestined success? Have you ever imagined this fate being negative? No, because fate always will take you in the right direction. Not only can fate change you into a better person, you can control it. You create your own future. You just don't know that you are at this very moment. Take control now. Make purposeful decisions. Decisions with meaningful intentions. Take control of your destiny. Make your life worth the time you put in. Your life is worth more than the pain you feel now. The pain you feel working to improve is the power you feel to make it in the future. Remember who's in control. You. Direct your life in the right path. Take your destiny. Look at it face to face. Put your hand out and grasp it. Hold it in your fist. 
Create it. Paint a picture of your future. A picture where you can see yourself. The future where you can improve. Improve yourself as a person. Improve yourself for your future. Sculpt your life for the better. Make sure you're always in control. Because you have the potential. The potential to make it past your fears. Don't look behind your shoulder. Try not to look on the horizon. Look up now and be present in your life. Own your life. Don't let anyone else live it for you. You have this. You have this under control. There are only two options. Make progress or make excuses. Close your eyes. Imagine you, feet firmly in the ground, hands placed down past your waist, head up high, breathing steadily. You're looking out and you see two tracks. One track has green grass, fresh and soft. The sun hits it perfectly. The path is drawn out. It's the easiest route to take. The other path is different. You can only see as far as five meters. It looks dark, dangerous. You would have to make it on your own. There's no path and no map. Next to this path is a sign. The sign reads, in one mile, lush green open field. Which path do you want to take? Did you want the comfortable option? The route everybody else takes? Do you really want to be everybody else? It's overrated. The comfortable option has no promise of success. What's on the other side of the path? What if that path never ends and follows you through life? If you are too scared to take the other path, the path that's dark and the journey is unclear, if you're too scared, you haven't clicked on the right video. Because in order for you to live a life full of success, you will have to take risks. With this route, you have promise. Promise that path doesn't continue. On the other side, there is wide open space, space full of liberty and potential where you can finally succeed. Think again. Imagine yourself physically walking towards the sign. Imagine yourself walking down this path. Feel the unknown on your feet. The thorns brisk past your skin, the darkness closing in. Imagine yourself just about to give up. Imagine yourself almost looking back. No, you look forward, you sprint. What do you see? You see the field. You see the light escape through. You can see the trees and the path doesn't seem as dangerous. This is because you're not focusing on that. You're focusing on you, the field and the opportunity it brings you. You made it there because you didn't look back, because you didn't even consider taking the easy route. Now open your eyes. You need to take the right path, even if that means stepping off the path. If that means starting over, just know that it might not be today or tomorrow that you make it to that field, but you will. Now isn't the time to give up because you're only starting. Now is the time to step back and analyze your life, to know what makes it better and what you need to move away from. Because only you have to make that choice. So tell me, what path are you taking? There is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. Make your success define you. If you don't make the effort, how do you think you're going to succeed? You need to feel exhausted from the work you've put in. That way you can really feel satisfied that you've worked so hard that now you are where you are because of that. Climb away from the past you, the part of you that stepped away from risks and pressures because you were scared. 
Don't be scared of the consequences, when the consequences could be you moving forward. Move on from the past you, away from the you that was holding you back, moving you away from openings and opportunities. Don't let that part of you take control. Let the ambition take the reins. Take the stairs to success. Work up a sweat. Work harder, up and up, even more steps forward. These steps will move you further than you have ever gone before. They will take you to the determination to feel the pain but move past it, to feel the panic but make it through, crush and run through it. This is what you were made to do, to make it as far as you can past the finish line. Rise above the pain you feel now, because the pain you feel now will be the achievement you feel later. The time can be now. Walk up the first step now, and before you know it, you will be at the top of the staircase. Remember your dreams are just as hungry as your demons. Just remember to feed the right one. Be open to yourself about your fears. Be clear what is what, what effect it has on your life, how it can alter you as a person. Be clear what your fears feed on, what they crave. Whatever they need, starve them. Freeze them out. Make them hungry. Hungry for success. Success is what will feed your dreams. Follow that success and become a victor. Stop feeding your demons with your confidence, your dreams, and your pride. You need them to move forward, taking steps away from your demons, steps towards your goals and your successful future. Take the time now to change your mindset. Change your mindset to make sure you're feeding, fueling the right attitude. Take the wrong attitude and throw it out the window. You don't have time to stand still and stationary. Move, run, take your life forward. Put yourself first. If you really wanted to change, you would make this transition now. Change now to get what you've always wanted, to receive the praise you constantly deserve. Be selfish. Fuel the progress you're making. Make yourself feel better. Do this for yourself. Improve, alter, and upgrade your life to more than normal because you can be more than normal. Your future will be more than normal. In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we sailed unto the sun Till we found the sea of green Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, we drive the pencil or driving a Mercedes. Stop what you're doing, stop what you're saying, and sit down and stop with what you're playing. And welcome to the latest edition of Inspired with Christopher. That's supposed to Christopher to you, by the way. And we have a wonderful guest today. He's a friend of mine for literally well over half my life. Um, and which, as a matter of fact, we are past the friendship part. We are flat out brothers, and uh, we have been uh, brothers since. I believe it was our sophomore year of high school. Um, 
he could be considered a modern day James Bond, like a modern day Austin Powers, a hymn national man of mystery. This man has done it all by God. And he's came back to talk about it. So ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my best friends, uh, one of my brothers in life, and someone that I would literally take a bullet for. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother from another mother, father, and completely different family, but that's that's very, very different from what we're talking about. Mr. Justin Nedro, brother, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Good. How's your day, Chris? Excellent, man. Excellent. Uh, literally, I just came home from Walmart like a couple hours ago. Uh, like the kids are with the grandparents, so like I'm super excited about that. So me and my wife, hopefully, right after we get done here, we can go to the Waffle House and then just come home and get some sleep because I got the day off tomorrow. So oh, excellent. So like I'm super, super, super excited. And you know, the cool thing is, is that. For my listeners, um, just to let you guys know, because I have spoken about Justin before, uh, this is the gentleman that was on the Yellow Submarine, okay? So, yes, which which I've had listeners message me on Twitter saying, who's that dude that you keep talking about that, that was on the Yellow Submarine? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the gentleman that was on the Yellow Submarine. Which probably at the beginning of the show here, we're gonna put the song "Yellow Submarine" for you. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, man. Um, when it comes to your friendship, when it comes to our friendship, um, it was somewhat complicated at first because you actually thought I was a complete dick, um, and then a wonderful thing called Votech. Which, uh, which, which, like for people that don't know, what that is that is a vo- vocational technical school that is uh, set for high school students to get ready for like their potential uh, life going forward. Me and Justin, we took a class called a uh, cooking class. Wait, hold on. It. Cooking, a like fancy word for it, culinary. Okay, basically, like the God honest truth is like the reason why that I got into the class was because I didn't like going to high school, and Justin he legitimately had a passion for cooking. Um, little little did I realize, but fate like would come together and we would become best friends due to this. So, Justin, uh, when it comes to our friendship. When I first moved to Center Township, which is a small town right outside of Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen, what was your first impression of me? And what was it that basically let you tear down that walls, uh, tear down those walls of uh, thinking that I was a dick and thinking, wait a second, he's not that bad of a dude. What do I think? So. I think, uh, you know, like center centers a pretty clickish high school, right? So yeah. anybody else new coming into that, it's like, oh, this dude's trying too hard. So it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, uh, let somebody into your circle. But, um, I think we, we bonded because we were in the trenches known as the, the dish pit. So, yeah, oh my you, know, God. Yeah. you know, strange friends happen in, in times of trouble. So <laughs> it's yes. a good place to, you know, you get real, uh, it's, you get to understand what everyone's about and see who works hard and you get through the day. So. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, 
for people that don't know what like the dish pit is, is um, during like during like our cooking class, uh, whenever we would get done uh, with doing our dishes or uh, working in like the restaurant, because there was literally like a restaurant that was in the same building as the school. So like we would serve in like the restaurant, plus we would practice our our uh, meals within the classroom. Um, what normally what we would do right after we got done, like with the restaurant or making our dishes is we would do the dishes literally. And me me and Justin, we would literally just shoot the shit. We would have fun. And like, we would just talk about basically like the world's problems and how we could solve them. And like, and, but most of all, my love for classical, for classic rock music, uh, (laughs) came from justin and which ladies and gentlemen no 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 i'm not talking about like 90s grunge or like the 1980s hair metal we're talking about real music from like the 1960s and 70s like we're we're talking about like the moody blues like we're talking about the beatles we're talking about leonard nimoy okay leonard nimoy the the classic (laughs) rock artist yes (laughs) yes yes so i mean don't forget william shatner William Shatner. Yes. Yes. My, uh, like the first time that I ever heard rocket man was a rendition from William Shatner. That was your first time hearing that song. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you told me to check it out, then I checked it out. And then I'm like, wait a second, this guy named, Alton John is really, really good. Who's so that? I who's that dude? Yeah. He's got funny looking glasses on. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like um we we bonded over music. We bonded over basically being huge, huge outcasts. And and like we learned like to love one another, like we learned to appreciate one another and respect our differences. And ladies and gentlemen. That's the beautiful thing when it comes to certain situations that that aren't favorable. Maybe God has a reason for you being in those situations. So don't think to yourselves, ah, crap, they got me stuck with like a bunch of assholes. No, think about it this way. Maybe there's a reason for you to be in that predicament to where you can learn something from that person that could help you grow like within your journey of life because i know justin he's had like a huge huge influence on me so um now uh when it comes to like school and stuff um what would you say like your most like your proudest moment was and like your most awkward moment in in like high school is that back then both 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 tech and high school um so like you know we were like you said we we're pretty pretty heavy outcasts and it was hard to get along with a lot of people in our school so most of my entire high school et cetera experience was pretty pretty rough and i always got bullied and stuff like that but i ended up speaking at at our or votech graduation so i was like super proud of that um because i could actually it was something i was good at something I could apply myself to and I had a passion for. And then, you know, it made me seem like I could be successful in something. So oh, yeah, that was pretty important for me. 
Plus, on top of that, um, many people don't know this, but you were right. Was it the senior year of high school? You were actually a Eagle Scout. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, right before I turned eighteen, just got it in time. So, yes, yes, and one of like my biggest memories, like with you, like the God honest truth is like the whole camping thing with you and like oh, that's uh, right. we did go camping that's right i remember that yes yes and and like the thing is is that um back in 2007 um it was which i think it was march 2007 um I, 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 um my grandmother was sick and plus Plus, I felt a calling to come down here and serve, okay? Like, a lot of people are thinking to themselves, wait a second. So God called you to come down to Myrtle Beach and serve the youth. Yes, he did. Now, now did things work out 100% the way that I thought they would? No. But I've learned and grown from it. The point that I'm trying to make from this is that with three months left in my senior year of high school, I was actually uh, felt called for us to move. So my dad quit a job working for CJ betters, which he, which he basically owned like the town that like we lived in. And, uh, he made over $200,000 a year. He quit that job knowing that I had this passion and knowing that I had this dream. The thing that sucked though, is that like moving that I left Justin right up in Pittsburgh. I left Tim up in Pittsburgh and Kevin, which you guys know that those are like my three, my three closest friends in life. And, um, which I promised Justin that as soon as I get back up there, that we were going to go camping come hell or high water. <laughs> and I don't give a shit how cold it is. We're going to do it. So Justin, which I didn't think that, you were going to have a, 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 a tent like with no bottom to it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Which I was thinking to myself, okay, we're going to do like a regular tent. And then all of a sudden you were bringing out mats. We have like a tent like with no bottom to it. And you told me, uh, Chris, you need to bundle up in like a big old jacket because, because you can get frostbite. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah. So, um, we had a we had a fantastic time there. We had a blast of because um, which which I moved to Pit uh well which I moved like to Myrtle Beach. It was in March of March of '07. Then I went to Pittsburgh for Christmas. Oh, yeah. That um, a few months later, and um and uh we went camping uh we uh and justin he had something that i never tried before and that was uh a fantastic soup with the tail of an ox oh that's and, is that when we ate that is that right yes by god it was wonderful and like uh just through those experiences he he's encouraged me to just not be closed-minded for me to give things a chance and then what was that wine that you popped open with like that uh knife oh yeah that ex so 
what it's called, the method is called sabrage, which yeah. just means to use a saber or a knife or a sword or something. Um, and so we tried opening like a sparkling wine or champagne bottle, <laughs> but this way, I didn't. It was right outside your kitchen. I yeah, remember. But but the thing I learned is if you don't chill the bottle really well, it just explodes everywhere. Yes. Which it did twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so lessons learned many years later. Now I I can do it properly now, but <laughs> that night yes. it did not work. So we had bits of glass everywhere and everything was sticky and you know. <laughs> Never found the cork. So, oh my god! Now, what was that uh, wine? Was it from China or was it from Japan that oh, you really that... like? Uh, the, the one I yeah, yeah, uh, something blossom wine or crap? Oh, was I it the plum the blossom? I think it was that. Like, uh, we had that real cheap uh, plum blossom sake or something like that. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> it was really sweet. So, I could say that. <laughs> Which feels pretty good. And uh, like the first time that I tried duck was that week. Uh, we all went to a restaurant. Crap, hold on. The restaurant near the movie theater in, in was it center? Oh, the, the yeah, the Taiwan place. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah. They, did, they had duck there. That was good. The first time that I ever tried duck in which which is fantastic. And for people out there, don't feel bad about it, okay? Because Jesus Christ, they are delicious, okay? Ducks, just... ducks are mean creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say they're mean creatures? They're mean. You ever I don't wanna let's not get into this. They're mean though. <laughs> you think geese are just the only mean ones. Ducks are pretty mean too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Now um one other thing that we do have in common that like we struggled with in high school together, it was love. Okay. It was girlfriends. It was the, it was the opposite sex. Okay. Because bottom line, um, we, we were such outcasts in the school that we went to, uh, we were lucky to have like a, we were lucky to have a girl look at us. And thankfully Justin got a, he got a decent girl there. But I was never able to date one from my school. So, like, we uh, went to Manaka and Rochester and Ambridge. Which, if you were to talk to our former gym teacher, um, Manaka is full of hoes. So don't go there. Well, it's, that's probably why I got fired, too. But you know. <laughs> either way. <laughs> well, that and shoplifting. But <laughs> Shopl- like, yeah. yeah, shoplifting is what don't do. Don't steal uh, perfume out of J.C. Penney's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not a reputable... Uh, activity on your weekends oh yeah oh oh god no 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 so like um and like plus i re plus i remember like the car that you drove it was a, a saturn oh uh, yeah that was that's uh that was was that princess one or princess two it was right after the one that you wrecked okay so that's princess two <laughs> <laughs> princess one is no more can you tell a story like with like like with what happened to Princess One? Princess One was a Saturn, um, which is an automatic. We the Princess Two is a manual, <laughs> and uh, we decided to take that shortcut between uh, school and where I lived. So that what is that called? Horseshoe Biscuit Lane. Biscuit Lane is what yeah. it is. And there's this little thing called Horseshoe Bend, 
And uh, we decided it was a great idea to listen to the Flight of the Valkyries song, you know, so the, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. and then we would gun it down the hill as fast as we could. We, I mean me, because I was the only responsible party doing this. So everyone else was just unfortunate bystanders. Uh, <laughs> but gun it down the hill and then I'd shift it into neutral and then see if I could drift around the, around the curve. And that was great and fun the first seven times. Um <laughs> But then the seasons changed and the leaves came out and the road became slick. And as soon as I came around that bend the first time and went right over the cliff and smacked into a tree. And uh, luckily nobody was hurt and the tree stopped us, but the car was completely totaled. So. Oh my God. Yes. It's so like. My dad was pissed. (laughs) Oh God. Your dad is freaking awesome though. Um, He's a good guy. (laughs) That man is wise beyond his years. So. But no, like, uh, which, uh, which, which, speaking of first, okay, because like we keep naming off first, like with you and me, because you wanted me to be more open, like to trying things. You were the first one that actually had me fire a gun. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Remember that time? And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the first bullet that I that I have ever fired, it was at your house, um, and which I shot the ground, and uh, you were freaking out on me. Your dad like was pissed off at me, saying, "For <laughs> for the love of God, watch what you're doing. It is dangerous. Be responsible." And it's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yeah, um, because like uh, which. Which I didn't know what the concept of recoil was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so like we kind of uh, learned our lesson that day. But thanks to Justin, now I know how to shoot a gun as well. So for all those people out there like that want to talk crap, you better watch out. Okay, because <laughs> we will go after you. But no, no, no. But in all seriousness, um, now uh, when it comes to fun experiences like with school one thing that i do remember like with you is like with votech again is that uh there was this one guy named uh was it t-banks he oh yeah yeah he 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 was picking on um crap the shorter dude and like his best was that cliff was he picking on cliff it was cliff antonio oh zilko Yes, 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 yes. And uh, you kind of went nuts in like a locker room. Mm, that's right. Yeah, I was just me- I was kind of messing with them, but they they backed off of them, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So basically, what happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that these guys like are being douchebags towards uh, some friends of ours, and Mr. Justin here, he got really really pissed off at him, and he slammed his head up against like a locker okay. door. So, so what, what happens? Let me, let me mention. So they kept saying they wanted to get into a fight. Right. And so like, they're like, Oh, I'm going to hurt you and stuff like that. And then it says, and so I was just, it was kind of weird and pretty nerdy, but I was like, so, you know, like, what are you going to do if I'm a masochist? Right. <laughs> and they're like, what? I was like, what if I enjoy pain? And they're like, what? And so I like, you know, kind of, kind of like how wrestlers, you know, fake punch each other and stuff like that. Kind of took oh, my yeah. head and slammed it against the, the locker really, really hard sounding. Like kind of kicked it at the bottom too at the same time, made a loud noise and then like looked at him and then they just all left. They're like, nope, not, not screwing with this kid. Like, <laughs> So 
that's what happened and like from then on uh we didn't have to worry like about those guys being dicks towards us so thank you for sacrificing for the greater good i hope to god you didn't get a concussion from that no it's Uh, but um but but like which i know ladies and gentlemen that i'm going back and forth here but but jesus christ it's my show and deal with it but no um my first memory of otec uh, ever is the first time that i put shrimp in a fryer apparently oh, apparently you can't put a lot in there especially when they're frozen because it causes problems yeah water in fryer doesn't mix no 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 so yeah so literally on within like my first week i i i, I, I uh flooded like the floor with uh grease yeah so uh that wasn't a great sign of things to come uh work work ethic wise but like friendship wise it was awesome so um which um now like the one thing that me and you value very very much it's family so why don't you tell me uh, and tell like the fans here um which I know, like, the person that you greatly look up to the most is your dad. Now, what are some life lessons that your dad, like, has taught you that has helped you get where you're at now and and that has kept you out of trouble? Kept out of trouble. So, so you know, my like, a lot of people in Pittsburgh, my dad was a steel worker. And uh, that's that's all he did, basically, since he left high school until he turned, uh, like, what, about 50-something. When I'm almost almost 60 even um that's all he did so he worked really 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 hard um he didn't care how late i stayed out at night he didn't care what i was doing as long as i was up in the morning to help out with all the work that needed to get done um so he he was never like super overbearing or anything he he um he he gave me trust and then so i was i made sure not to not to kind of um abuse that so Mm -hmm. Uh, other things like, I think I, when we were in Votech once I asked them, you know, what's, what's the one thing you wanted to try to, uh, have my, my brother and I learn. And he said, you know, if you could have, if you could have an open mind and think differently. And so like, well, here, here we are. So there, there you go. Succeeded. Um, but yeah, a lot of things. He's a, he loves, um, he loves nature. He loves simple things. He doesn't, um, he's a pretty practical guy. Uh, he's pretty simple. I'm not saying that's insulting, like just the way he does things. He doesn't desire much. You know, he's never going to go after things that are super expensive. He's pretty happy with the small things in life, you know, just right. sitting out by a campfire or drinking a cup of tea or something. So I just value the way that, um, he kind of approaches life is pretty, it's a good life. He values, he values not the material possessions, but what, but what mother nature has to offer yeah and it's and it's and and like the thing is is that which i can vouch for this is that your dad is one of the most kindest coolest guys that you'll ever meet um uh from like the times that i was able like to speak with him extremely wise very very smart very funny guy just yeah, he's a weird. He's a weird dude, though. He has a weird sense of humor. Very dry, you know. Like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, but no, man. I just um, 
but I, which I do, Mister Dad. I mean, he, he he was so unbelievably kind to me, um, and which I greatly value that. Your brother Brandon, like the same exact way, and um, and like uh, Brandon, extremely kind, very very good guy. Um, now, what would you have to say, like about like your brother Brandon? Um, what have you learned from him, and uh, what do you cherish when it comes to your brother? Well, I cherish. I think um, my brother's pretty funny. He's he's actually pretty intelligent. Um, you know, he's very, he's, he's very, just very slightly on the autism spectrum. Um, so when we were growing up, you know, in nineties, like they don't know anything about like Asperger's disease or anything like that. So they just should kind of feed people medicine all the time. Right. And you think you could fix something like that. So I learned like, eventually I learned like, okay, no, this is just him. Like there's nothing to fix. It's just, it's just my brother. So I think after I got to that point in my life, I, you know, I could appreciate him more and really understand who he was. Um, he doesn't, you know, he's a pretty simple guy. He likes, he likes the small things too in life. And so I'm really happy that he can be, uh, content with, with the little things. Cause I think if you could be content with that sort of stuff, you'll, you'll live a happy life. You know, if you always want oh, yeah. more, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and like the one thing that I've noticed about you is that you were extremely angry Oh my whenever goodness. you, you, yeah. you, you are younger and you mellowed out. Well, life, life was, life was tough, you know, like, uh, our, our mom died when we were, when we were 15. Uh, I had like my gallbladder failure. I was in three car wrecks, like all kinds of drama was going on. So you know, it's pretty, it's pretty frustrating. And you, and you lost a ton of weight too. Yeah. Yeah. I could just didn't eat for three months basically. So, so yeah, man, but by uh, God, I kept it off. <laughs> there you go. And, um, when it comes to your mom, uh, what what did you learn from her that you cherish and value mm. that you carry to this day? So I, I wish that I knew more about this person that was my mom because, like, being fifteen when you're fifteen years old, you're not you're not really grown up yet. So, like, I think, I think if I would have known her into older age, I would have learned a whole lot more of who this person was. But I know my mom was an orphan. Um, uh, she would tell us stories about basically her eating coal to keep something inside of her stomach or she would go to serious. Yeah. Just to put something in there or she would oh, go wow. down to uh, pool halls and, you know, go play pool in order to try to get, get dinner or something like that. Um, oh my goodness. Or uh, like her, her, her brother told me once they used to raid people's gardens and steal vegetables and stuff. And they'd find a can of beans and then they'd start a fire next to the river down where we used to hang out down there. And they would they would make dinner, and that's how they survived. Um, but she was always uh, so generous; would you know, with without fail, would always help somebody out if they needed it, no matter who it was. You know, would let somebody in. Um, you know, she also she told me once she stole a bike when she was a kid too. Right? She was pretty tough, like pretty tough. <laughs> uh, she stole a bike, um, and immediately after she stole this bike, she's driving down the road and she falls into a ditch and breaks her leg. <laughs> like, Oh so what's what's the moral of the story? She says, "Make sure you wear clean underwear because you never know when you're going to the hospital." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, not that it's wrong to steal. Not that it's wrong. No, she would she wouldn't steal anything. You know, this when she was a kid. But I know, I know. It's I kind of funny that she says that. 
Um, so I, I learned a whole bunch. Very, she was a very kind, compassionate person. Uh, she wasn't educated, but she she was very, very big hearted. And that, that went a long way. So. Well, there you go. Um, and for people that don't know, um, like the city of Pittsburgh and, um, and um, all of like the towns that encompass the area, basically Western PA is like a giant mountain that has been carved out for cities and towns. So there's a ton of hills that there's a ton of bridges and a lot of river. And like the cool part about it is like literally like right by Justin's house, there was a river and train tracks Mm -hmm. that uh, we would go hang out at. And, um, and just, those moments where we would just sit there, we would just talk about like our hopes, our dreams, and just what we want to do like with our life, man. It was just, it's crazy how we go from those moments to like the moments that we live now. And um, which I know for me that I took like a very, very different path than you, which I wanted to, which I wanted like to start a ministry. I wanted to get married and have kids and uh, which by the grace of God, I have been able to do all that. Now you are like the polar opposite to where you want, you, you would like to settle down one day, but you really, really, but, uh, but like, let's be honest, you're a little bit picky here, but, uh, yeah, a little picky, busy too, but, So yes. Now um now uh speaking of busy, uh for people that don't know, Justin is a veteran of the United States Navy. Uh he was a cook in submarines. Uh right? Mm-hmm. Was that all like your job entailed or what all was your job? It's never just that. Mostly mostly cooking. Um Okay. So submarines are complicated and you have to do, uh, there's a lot to deal with inventory and, you know, supplies and other paperwork and you have to study on how all the other systems work and all that. So, and it's never, you know, it's never that simple in the military, but mostly I was the cook. So very nice. So please tell me that there wasn't a screen door on a submarine. There was no screen door on a submarine. Oh my God. There's, uh, there's there's a couple doors. They usually call them hatches, though. But they're but but not screen doors. What does Biff say in Back to the Future? Yeah, screen door on a battleship. That's right. You idiot. Yeah. God, the like screen door on a battleship. Okay. They might have Wait. a screen door. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I haven't been on battleships. So I'm not sure. Now, um. We're going to get back to the whole Navy thing, but like we're we're going to go back to like um, music and movies. Now, when it comes like to music, who are like your big influences? Uh, who? Yes. Biggest. Who uh, do you love? Pink Floyd is is automatically up there. I love okay. Pink Floyd. Um, particularly David Gilmour's guitar is like incredible to me. I just like how he how he plays. It has this kind of nice easy blues sort of rhythm going on. Uh, really emotional. Uh, they're up there. Who else? Who else? The Neil Beatles, Pert obviously. Fantastic too. What? Neil Pert is fantastic too. Neil He's Pert. a great drummer. Uh, the the Beatles. I'm a big fan of. Uh, Minus Ringo. 
No, I love Ringo. I'll even listen to Ringo's. I'll listen to his solo album. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I like, I like Ringo. Who else has I been listening to lately? Uh, you you mentioned the Moody Blues. I like the Moody Blues a lot. Um, there's a, I, I love a lot of classic rock. There's a whole bunch of it I like. So. Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. I didn't, so I didn't used to like, I didn't really get into Led Zeppelin until, uh, um, my brother and I, we went to the Carnegie Science Center and they did the laser light show thing. Remember that? They used to do that? Yes. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Me and you, we went to uh, the, it, it was Pink Floyd the Wall. Yeah. They, do, they always do like the Pink Floyd one at, at midnight. But we, we went there once and they start at, actually start at 7 p.m. Yeah. And so my brother and I, we sat there for like four hours or whatever. <laughs> and could like barely walk afterwards because we were looking at all the lasers and probably getting some kind of contact high from all the other stoners just sitting in there the whole time. But, uh, oh but so, so anyways, we listened to a whole hour of Led Zeppelin, which I never really listened to them before that point. I'm like, yeah, they're really good. Like kind of kind of dig these guys. So. Oh, yeah, oh, man. And, and when it comes like to like Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd, you taught me great music like with like a great storytelling and you know music is good whenever a whole album sounds like one continuous song yeah that's that's how you're supposed to listen to their stuff it's not a song per song sort of creation so Be, which it's a complete story that they're telling and it's just genius uh now like your top three pink floyd albums what do you list them as three uh, Wish You Were Here is number one. Um, okay. I would say that one's for sure. There's one that came out uh, a couple years. When did it come out? Has it been that long now? I think it was 2014 it might have come out. I'm not sure. But there's one they call The Endless River. Um, this, really? was, this was their very last album. They came out with it. It's mostly instrumental. But they they what they did was they took all these... Uh, the music that... Um, the band had written and their keyboardist had written uh, before he died and before the band broke up finally. And so they took all that writing. It was just David Gilmore and the drummer at this point, And they actually made the album finally. So it ends up being, uh, I, I like it. It's kind of more of an ambient sort of thing, but that's a really, actually, the more I listened to it, the more I like that album. Uh, okay. What else do we got? Pink Floyd. I mean, Dark Side of the Moon's fantastic, but there's also like Metal is a really good album just for the the final song is about 18 minutes and 75 seconds long. And uh, they have a really good recording of them playing that in the ruins of Pompeii. And that's actually really cool. So really, yeah, that's what you can look that up on YouTube later. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, what else? What about Echoes? It, that's yeah that echoes echoes is that okay. is that okay. fun song that's like on on the record that's half the record is just that one song so <laughs> um what yeah, about the wall the wall i like the wall a lot but roger waters can get pretty angry sometimes so <laughs> the the wall movie i like i think i like a little bit more than just the album maybe i'm not sure so yes yeah, uh with a uh, pink yeah yeah like the main character pink yeah, you, you, which like, like the first time that I watched it, it was at your house. Actually, we saw like the Pink Floyd movie together. Um, that and we saw that and, and like we started to watch, um, which I think it was Clockwork Orange. Oh yeah, yeah. And, so, um, did you watch the um, that Queen movie that came out just a little bit ago? 
the Bahamian Rhapsody? Yeah, yeah it was right. fantastic. So the guy, the guy who started, you know, so they had the Live Aid thing, right? The guy who started Live Aid, yeah. in, in reality, was that guy who played Pink in the in the Wall movie. So That's that, trippy. Yeah, that actor, which is actually a guy named Bob Geldof, is a, is a musician also. He started Live Aid. So just see, that's that a, crazy. I, yeah, it's interesting stuff. <laughs> One of the fun facts for the night, ladies and gentlemen, that is really cool. Now, <laughs> um, now, like we are halfway done and you guys know what that means. We are having the inspired song of the week. But with my special guests, normally what I do is I let them choose the song of the week. So, Justin, right off the top of your head, brother, what would you like the uh, people to listen to this week? I want uh, Crocodile Rock. All right. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear a fantastic classic by the wonderful Elton John, who is actually the highest selling solo artist in history. Is it really? And yes, he is. <laughs> Um, and ladies and gentlemen, it's called Crocodile Rock. See you on the other side.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for coming back. And we hope you rocked your crocodiles off because like with this generation, crocs, it's a different terminology. So hopefully you were wearing a crocs and you're rocking yourself off. I don't know. I got crocs over here. <laughs> see, see? I wear them to work all the time. And like they're super comfortable actually. So I mean, nothing against Crocs. And if Crocs wants to sponsor my show, for the love of God, go for <laughs> it. Because like we're giving you guys free publicity here. So um now we're going back to the uh like we're talking about like the music, like we're talking about movies. What are like your favorite movies? Like uh if you were on like a deserted island and you had like a stack of DVDs, like 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 five DVDs for like the rest of your life, what would they be? So we're going to go five off the top of yes. my head? Yes. All right. Uh, Spirited Away. You ever see that one? I have not seen it. It's Hayao Miyazaki's... Uh, it's, it's an epic anime. It's really... It's actually really good. It's a really beautiful movie. Wonderful soundtrack. You should look this one up. I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, the Good, Bad, and the Ugly is up there. Yes. Classic. Um... Probably this is going to sound terrible. The Godzilla versus uh, the monster from Planet X. I think that's what that one's called. But that's the one he gets abducted and they go to Planet X and he fights King Ghidorah. It's a really crappy movie, but you got to have one of those in there. Um, what else we got? Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon has got to be in there. <laughs> that's classic. Oh, there's so many. Uh, let's see. Dance of the Wolves is probably in there. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's a that's probably like my favorite so far that you've listed that is a phenomenal movie yeah so that's that's my five i guess last samurai's in there too but that's kind of the same movie as dance with wolves anyways but really yeah it's the same plot and the same as avatar you know it's the same plot <laughs> so it's the same movie yeah um prob uh my top five honestly first would be which which I'm more of like a comedy guy. So like for me, it would. Okay. Well, like they're not all comedy, but uh, my first is Forrest Gump. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I love uh, planes, trains, and uh, 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 automobiles. Um, I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Um <laughs> Uncle Buck, I love that movie. Um, and probably number five would be Requiem for a Dream. Oh, that one's so depressing. That's such a sad movie. I can't know. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's a deep movie, though. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I can't. It's I'm like, man, do I just want to feel like crap after I watch this movie and hate everybody and myself? Let me watch that movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Now, Rocket Man, that's in my top ten now, uh, which which is the uh, by which it's a musical, a public service announcement, and a biography all wrapped up into one of Sir Elton John. It's a phenomenal movie. If you guys love Bohemian Rhapsody, you'll love Rocket Man. Um, and um, and uh, so yeah, wait, take out. Requiem for a Dream and put Grease in there. Grease? Uh, that's a bad yes. You can't uh, beat the Travolta. Oh my God. I, okay. 
here's another Votech story, guys. Um, one of our field trips that we went on was we went to a dinner theater in, I forgot what part of Ohio. Um, I think it was Steubenville. I, yeah, that's it. That sounds right. We, we uh, went to a small t- town in Ohio called Steubenville, uh, which uh, like their, their biggest contribution is a flea market. I'm not kidding you guys. Um, and we went to a dinner theater, um, where they did a production of Greece and me and Justin, we are like huge, huge fans of Greece. And like, um, we were kind of being dicks, but we, but, uh, we, we were being funny at the same time. <laughs> Every single time, um, the, 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 uh, Danny, Wait, wait, wait. It's Danny, right? Yeah, I think uh, that's like Danny. The, yeah. yeah. See, we're huge like, fans. Can't remember anybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> we're there for the music. That's all that's important. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The main character that was played by John Travolta, okay? Me and Justin were so disappointed that John Travolta didn't make the trip that that's we were screaming that we were screaming at the stage, Travolta. I wonder if he got my fan mail yet. No. <laughs> oh, my God. and um but 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 i'm baffled to know why they haven't done a stage production of grease 2 is there a grease 2 yes what (laughs) it stars michelle pfeiffer it's It's, probably because they don't know it exists (laughs) (laughs) it's you talk about bad movies dude it's up there um and it's kind of like uh, (laughs) yeah it's right up there with Godzilla. Um, you talk about a cash grab, and it's kind of like with Saturday, uh, like with Saturday, with Saturday Night Fever. Speaking of great soundtracks, they had a sequel to Saturday Night Fever called "Stay," called "Staying Staying Alive." Okay, and and that was one of the biggest bombs in the history of movies. Where's yeah. the Mortal Kombat two? <laughs> not that bad. Not that bad. It's not. Oh God, not that bad. Oh man, that. Uh, <laughs> but better than dude, where's my car? Okay. Fair. That's fair. So, so yeah. Uh, but, um, now, um, God, that was fun. Like that, uh, thing. And, um, uh, and, uh, back to like the whole girls thing. Okay. Now, um, there's a girl that I was dating in Votech by the name of Nicole. Okay. And Justin here, he kept warning me. He kept telling me to slow down and I didn't slow down. I made a stupid mistake and which, which like, this is crazy guys. But when I first started dating the girl, yours truly was an atheist. Okay. And then literally like within like a few weeks, I kid you not that I became a Christian and she was dating a completely different guy. And Justin here was telling me, dude, you're coming off extremely pushy when it comes to like your faith. Please back the hell off. Stop being so pushy because you're going to because you're going to lose this girl. And then it got to the point where I was so damn hooked on this Jesus thing. And I didn't know how to properly control my new faith that I was saying to her that which her brother and 
guys, which I'm not proud of this, but I'm being vulnerable here. Um, her brother, uh, he, uh, he, he, he was gay and he killed himself, um, due to the fact that people picked on him so much. So me being a new Christian and me being extremely ignorant, I basically told her that, well, he probably, he probably killed himself due to the fact that he, wait, 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 wait. he's probably in hell due to the fact that he killed himself. And that was a big part of my ignorance and which I'm not proud of. And thanks to that, she broke up with me and she never spoke to me ever again. And Justin warned me saying, dude, you need to slow down, not stop being so judgmental and just, you need to balance your love when it comes to, okay, okay, your love and your, uh, not judgment, but like your, was it tolerance or like, was it understanding of others and their differences? You, you were trying to teach me. Mm, Yeah. So, um, that was one of like my first lessons that my brother Justin taught me was to slow down don't rush the judgment and just, you know, get a view of the room. Just stand back and just, and, and don't rush into things. Just stand back and focus. And, uh, which, which, which I'll be lying to you. If I said that I don't do that every once in a while, but, but I've gotten better, uh, over the years and dude you're kind of like my sensei because you taught me so much i'm just saying man you've taught me so much when it comes to all that stuff i mean yes i can get credit to like my dad my my brother anthony tim kevin but you were when it comes to like spiritually you were you told me what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, and it doesn't always make you very popular when you tell people what they need to hear, but it yeah. comes it comes from love. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now, um, when it comes to like the Navy, uh, what made you decide to go in, and what was your favorite place to travel to, and what was your least favorite place to travel to? Mm. So I went in, so I don't know, for some reason, I think um, it was likely that I was going to join the military eventually, you know, because I was in scouts for most, uh, actually, basically all my childhood. And so we learned how to do things out in the woods and walk in formation and do survival stuff. And I really, really dug all that, Um, you know, and then I was was dating this girl and uh, eventually that didn't work out. You know, I've said, we we figured neither of us were happy. And so I told her, it's like, we've you know, ask her, are you happy? And she's like, no, not really. And I was like, well, go be happy then. You know, that's what's important. So we went, our, we went our separate ways. And basically that afternoon, I was all broken up about it and stuff. But I decided I was going to uh, join the Navy. Um, I had already been through culinary school at that point um, down, in, down in Pittsburgh. Um, and Just so- really quick, though. I'm sorry. Which I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. But, but- – Justin, by the time he was 
a senior in high school, he was already an e he was already an Eagle Scout. He he had a degree in culinary straight out of high school. Plus, he went to one of the most prestigious cooking schools in in the whole entire world, the Pittsburgh Culinary Institute, and got a and got and got a degree from there before going into the Navy, right? Yeah, that was because uh, I went immediately after we graduated. I went to uh, college, and then uh, it's a two-year program. So, uh, yeah, by the time I was uh, 21, 22, I think I was getting ready to getting ready to go to the Navy. So, um, so what's your favorite place to go to, like within the Navy, and uh, Navy. what's your least favorite? Well, you know, they tell you. So, all right, let me tell you why why I went the route I went. I don't know if I did like how things ended up. Cause you know, there was probably a good amount of time I wasn't talking to you. Cause I just, I wasn't existing cause I was in the, you know, uh, on the boat all the time. So I decided, submarine. yeah, I decided to go to the Navy instead of the air force because the only fact is when I went to the air force website, the culinary department was under the same department as the mortuary department. What? And that sounded really weird. Like just you click on the tab and then those are like right under the same thing. And I'm like, that's really weird. And so then I went to the, the Navy website and they're like, oh, the Navy guys cook for the White House. So my my initial thought is I'm going to go cook at the White House. That was my plan. Yeah. Um, my I, and I was I was actually able to do that. I had recommendations to go do that, but I chose I chose to end my enlistment. But that's that's a different part of the story. Um, so I got, I go in, I signed up, you know, do my tests and, um, you know, they, they show you what jobs you're allowed to do. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, you could be, you could be a medic or you could be uh, a, a sonar tech. There's, there's a pipeline. They call, there's a couple different jobs that they're a certain type of tech, right? So you could be a sonar tech, a fire control guy, or th- those sort of things, uh, dealing with computers and, kind of targeting systems and things like that. Or you could be a CB, which is like a, a construction worker with a, you know, you got a hammer in one hand and a, and a rifle in the other. And they send you out to like somewhere in the sandbox and you try to build an airstrip or a building or something. That's and so scary. I was like, well, I want to be a cook because I went to culinary school. And like, no, you can't, you can't be a cook. It's not available. Turns out I scored too high in the ASFAB port. Um, <laughs> So they won't, they won't give you those jobs. Right. So, so cook is like a 40 something on the ASFAB. Maybe I scored like 71 or 72, um, which isn't like terribly. I know guys who did 99 is the highest and they all end up being uh nuke mechanics, but, um, and but they wouldn't so let me be a cook. So I, I said like a 68, so. mm-hmm. which I scored like a 68. Oh, nice. so don't judge. Me. No. So you're, it's respectable. You're not, yeah. you're not scrubbing barnacles, which that's, that's a tough <laughs> job too, but um, so anyway, like, uh, so I said, well, I'm not going to join if you're not gonna let me be a cook. I don't, it was kind of stupid back then, <laughs> but they're like, wait, 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 wait a second. We can, we can put you down as a medic and then we can see what, you know, we can put you in a delayed entry program and we can see what job you get. Right. So I end up, okay, let's do that. And so for about a year I was, I was slated to be a medic and I was going to go in, but they, for some reason they knew that I wanted to go submarines. I don't know why that came into my head. I have no idea why, but I said, I want to be a cook on a submarine. Um, I heard like the food's better. I said that it's a more tight knit community. You know, it sounded cool. So, so I was, I was working in this uh, restaurant in Pittsburgh uh, called Willow. Uh, I think they're, they're still there. Their menu got a lot better though, by the way. 
Um, that soup that you gave me was fantastic. The uh, crap, like the it's like fruit soup or something. Crap. Oh, you're talking like strawberry soup or something? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Like strawberry soup that you you gave me. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, my grandma always used to make that, so that's that was one of hers actually. So really, yeah. Um, okay. So like right about a month before I was supposed to leave, they said, or no, it was a couple months. They they found this thing. They said, you know, we found a job for, we need a cook for a submarine, but you have to go next month. And I said, okay, I'm going. So uh, packed up and they shipped me over to uh, Great Lakes, Michigan. And I did boot camp, um, which was kind of a joke in my opinion. <laughs> you know, it, the hardest part is getting along with everybody. You know, I think otherwise, you really? just, yeah, you just shut up and do the push-ups. That's all, you know, you don't have to think about it. You know what I mean? Just follow directions. That's all you got to do. Um, and then, so did that. And then I went to their culinary school, which was pretty terrible. Um, I got a lot of opinions on, on Navy cooking methods, but that's, that's a different story too. Um, Cheap and shitty. What did, it, yeah, it's lowest bitter. Uh, we had, we had ribeye that said on the box, not fit for institutional consumption. So, so I'll tell you something. How's that legal? I don't know. That same with our blankets on the boat came from the Texas state penitentiary. I'm told. So oh my God. They're, they're comfy, but you know, whatever. Um, so anyways, I do, I do the, their culinary school and then they send me over to Connecticut to do the submarine school. Um, when I'm in the submarine school, we're getting through most of that. Guy comes in. I don't know. Did I ever tell you any of this? No, 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 no. Guy, guy comes in and he says, uh, you know, we were looking for volunteers for this special project. Uh, does anybody want to go do this? And everyone's like, no, no. They kind of like mumbled it like that. Like, oh, it's a special project. Need volunteers, you know. And so then they kind of like walked out. And they're like, <laughs> like, wait a second. What was what was that? <laughs> right. And so three of us ended up getting up and like, hey, what, what was that guy talking about? You know, and so we you know, three of us went over um, and it was it was the guy who didn't end up making it in. Another guy named Justin Bergman, who ended up being a really, really good friend of mine and and myself. And he said, so there's this project. Um, we're looking for volunteers. So they one, they can't force you to go into military in America. Right. Yeah. You got to volunteer. They cannot force you to go to submarines. You have to volunteer for that. They're not allowed to force you to go there. I didn't know that. Because it's it's a screwed up environment. And you have to take a psychological test. And actually, I had friends that failed that. So they said, nope, you're not allowed to join this. You know, they have to. It's a pretty, pretty big process. And then so third, what I did is they cannot force you to go to the boat that I went to. So they said... We're looking to, for volunteers for a special projects boat called the Jimmy Carter. Uh, you will always be out to sea. You will never see land. You will get a lot of medals and that's it. Right. Oh my <laughs> and, God. and so myself and, and Bergman were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, so, we, <laughs> so we both signed up for it and we ended up both. We both went basically to the same boot camp, same culinary uh, Navy school and then same submarine school. And we went to the same boat and he was a cook also. So, yeah. Okay. And we got out at the same time. So I was really happy to spend a lot of time with that dude. So. Now, you told me that you, wait, wait, wait. You, like the last time we saw one another, you were getting ready. Wait, wait, wait. You went to, damn it. 
the continent of Antarctica. Or oh, you did. You, Proud of you. <laughs> yes. Or uh, you were getting ready to go. Yeah, that was um, uh, that was after I got done with my enlistment. Um, yes. So, anyways, your your original question was what things did I see in the Navy, and the yes. answer was I saw inside of a submarine the whole. <laughs> Like we went to Hawaii like twice, maybe three times. That was kind of nice, but we ran out, like we'd run out of food and have to go to Hawaii or, and we went to San Diego probably like 11 times. Cause every time something broke, we went down to San Diego. So my brother is in San Diego as you, you know, uh, he just became a senior chief. Oh, did he? Congratulations yep. for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, San Diego's a good town. It's a lot of fun down there. But that's the only two places I got to see when I was in the Navy. Otherwise, it was inside that boat. For four years. Good God. And my my longest one was like something like four months stuck underwater. Uh, So it was a, yeah, it was was rough. What the hell? Yeah, you go nuts down there, man. No women, nothing, man. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be able to do it. Messed up oxygen. We don't have to get onto all this now. This is a long story. So you tell me that they at least had internet. No, nope. You're not allowed contact without with the outside world. Uh, we had our own illegal uh, access network. Yeah. So all the movies that people pirated and stuff and whatever. Oh my to, god. Uh, like all of Rosetta Stone, all these crappy books and stuff. You know, we had all kinds of weird things. All right. So that's why that I wasn't able to contact you for. Uh, for a long time because yeah. of all that because we would end up going out for like three months right and then come back yeah. for like a month and then we go back out for two more months and we come back like once i remember we went out for we were out there for about two and a half to three months came back for 10 days just for thanksgiving and went out for another three months yes yeah, so, <laughs> holy crap yeah so we were just not able to talk to anybody and just kind of underwater most of the time so now, um, your current location is Seattle, Washington. Now, uh, from like your journey from Pittsburgh to like the military to Washington, how did you get to Washington? Like, what's the story with you choosing to stay there? Well, so I um, I got stationed over here originally, over at the Banger Banger Submarine Base. Um, and then I said, you know, I left and I drove across country and lived in my car for two weeks and came and visited you. And uh, mm-hmm. that that winter, I was going to go to Antarctica as a as a co- government contractor. Um, yeah. and so I ended up doing that for two seasons. That was a wonderful experience. Um, and then you know, went to Alaska and I worked at a scout camp for a couple summers as a high adventure guide. And uh, I ended up working. I don't know if I told you I worked at Sheets for four months. Did I ever tell you that? Oh one? my God, no, you didn't. That's oh awesome. yeah. I will I like, all right. So I was like, man, I need a job for four months, but I don't want to, I don't want to go to a restaurant cause I was burned out of restaurants at that time. And I didn't want any responsibility. I just wanted to clock in and get, get some money and then go home. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just want to do your job. Like I didn't want to have to manage anybody. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. Um, and I knew I was going to quit because my dad and I wanted to go to Europe. This was kind of his retirement, uh, trip. So I worked, I worked at cheese for, uh, four months or about, I learned, I actually learned a lot. It was interesting. Interesting thing. And I still for, like sheets, by the way. <laughs> so. and, for, and, uh, oh, oh dude, sheets is amazing. That and for Manny brothers. Now for people that don't know what sheets is, can you explain it to them? Uh, it's, um, uh, it's a weird amalgamation between, uh, a convenience store 
and uh, a cafe and a fast food joint and a gas station. So it's, you know, now they sell, now they sell um, uh, wine and beer in some states. And they actually even, I think they do the catering for University of uh, West Virginia. I think that's where they do that. But so nice. So, yeah. So it's weird. Anyways, to answer your question. Eventually I moved back out here to, to Washington because like, you know, it's kind of nice over there. So that's, I just decided to come over here and I'm, I'm back in school. Uh, got a good job, that sort of thing. So, uh, where are you working at now? Um, uh, I work on, there's an area called Bainbridge Island. I actually live right across the water from Seattle. Uh, there's an area called Bainbridge Island. Um, and there's a, there's a kind of, um, an area, a company called Pleasant Beach Village, which has multiple restaurants on it. And we also do catering for, for weddings and we have a cafe and a pool and in rooms and uh, a couple bars. Um, but I, I do a lot of the prep for caterings and uh, the, the normal menu and stuff like that. So um, very nice. So if you're in an area, it's called, yeah, Pleasant Beach Village are there. Come, come get a pizza or, uh, you know, salmon or something nice. We have a lot of nice salmon. Like I, I spent all day today cutting fish. So get like whole salmon in and whole, whole halibuts and things like that. So that was most of uh, uh, like the best, uh, like the best fish markets in the world are in Seattle, ladies and gentlemen, we got, they have good seafood out here. So, yes. Um, now for, okay. okay. Now if you had to, um, make a meal like for somebody and say that this is the exact, definition of who i am when it comes to being a artist as a cook what would that meal be what would i make yes all right my culinary philosophy has been growing and changing a lot recently and so this is i'm going to be talking this up right yes if i had if you came over here chris if you were like oh i'm coming in next wednesday and like all right great i'm going to cook you dinner yeah I would make you ramen noodles. What? I would make you ramen noodles. It would be nice. a bowl of ramen noodles. I would make the actual noodles. I would make the broth. I'll cook up the pork. We'll put some egg in there or other, other things, you know. I even made my own miso for the, for the broth. And then I would grill you chicken over charcoal. And oh, that's God, it. That, good. that sounds really good, actually. So um, that's... I'm on this this noodle noodle obsession recently and pasta obsession. So very nice. And please tell me that like the sodium content is a lot lower than it's, like it's a lot better. It's a lot more healthy for you, but okay, because I lose weight on that diet. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Because like for me, um, I've lost about uh, which which I was at my heaviest last year and which I was at 226. Now I'm down like the 178. Oh, great. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, because between dealing with like my health issues and then, and then dealing with like the death of like my mom and dad, basically between physically feeling not feeling good and eat and mentally not feeling good, you basically starve yourself. Yeah, so. stress gets to you, man. Oh yeah. But it's good that you lost weight. So. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and which is which? Which like from what like the doctors tell me, that's actually good for my spine. Is mm -hmm. for me to be smaller. So I'm just like, okay. So you weigh you weigh less than me probably right now if you're 176. 
Yep. Yep. Um, but I'm putting on muscle mass too. So I'm just like, okay, well, well, I can't complain, but working at Walmart, they have me doing like the money center. They have me doing customer service. They have me running registers. They have me stocking shelves. They have me doing absolutely everything. So basically I, I'm like the Swiss army knife of Walmart. <laughs> so it's good. we're going to get you a t-shirt that says that. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, no, no but like the honest truth is that I'm so much happier with where I'm at now with the comparison to like the shithole of food line. Cause when, whenever I am getting paid less than the person that I'm training, and that's when I have an issue. Yeah, it's kind of a messed up system. Oh yeah. Um, now speaking of like the payments and stuff, what's like the minimum wage over in Washington? Is it twelve dollars an hour or is it fifteen? Um, uh, I think it's depends on what county you're in. I think where I'm actually living, it's thirteen. Uh, if you're in Seattle proper, I think it's if if it's a company that has above. 500 employees it's 15 dollars an hour if it's a company that has less than 500 employees i think it's 13 i don't, don't quote me on that but i think it's something something like that so. but i can imagine like the cost of living is a lot higher over there the the main cost is rent rent is yeah. really really expensive out here and also uh there's no income tax but there's a really heavy sales tax so if, if you don't buy anything that's great but but you know it depends so do you think things you think like with legalized pot over there that like the like the prices of things would drop i'm I'm not sure how exactly that affects the uh, the economy over here i'm I'm sure they're taxing because it because I know well, like from what I heard within like the state of Washington and like the state of Colorado uh that like the legalization of marijuana that has single handedly wiped out um their uh debt. Um, like their state debts. So they are actually like within like a budget surplus at the moment. So I'm just thinking to myself, you think things would lower with a budget surplus, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that it's, um, it was really hard for me to get, save any money when I was in Pittsburgh, but like things are working pretty good now. But the, you know, the transition is hard because somehow you got to pay rent out here. It's really expensive. So to, you know, once you make that transition, I think it's it's okay. So let's say you're living in like a one bedroom flat. Uh, would that cost like a thousand dollars a month over there? If you were so, if you were in Seattle, like itself, yeah, um, you're gonna probably pay fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom at least. Yeah. Holy crap, dude! Yeah, it's, it's expensive. They even have these things called micro apartments. Basically, you're living in a cubicle. Uh, they'll sell those out for 900 bucks a month. So it's like the West Coast version of New York City. Yeah, it's well, except New York City has all these old buildings and rats everywhere and nobody fixes anything. Uh, but <laughs> so everything, there's a lot of new buildings here and there's a lot of people moving here because, um, because you know, like Microsoft and Google and all, all the Amazon, all that stuff is out here. Um, yeah. It's getting really busy. Traffic's bad, so. Screw you, Amazon. <laughs> you don't want them as your sponsor, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
because like with me working at Walmart, they are my competition. So oh, screw you guys. You're such a but nice my, employee. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, which I left Food Line making ten fifty seven an hour. Um, now I'm making fourteen an hour mm-hmm. um, at uh, Wally World. So I'm I'm very grateful. Much improved. Um, huh? Much improved. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, now, um, when it kind before, like we close out because, ladies and gentlemen, me and Justin, we could literally talk all night. But we're going to spread these. We're going to spread this out for many, many episodes. Whenever Justin he can get time. So, um, before we leave tonight, brother, um, when it comes to the ladies out there, what are you looking for? What am I looking for? Yes. What are you looking for? What am I looking for? Someone who's adventurous and open-minded, and. Uh, isn't gluten free? Uh, you know, I can deal. I can deal with uh, vegetarian and lactose intolerant, but not gluten free. That's that's rough. So, thank God. Yeah, yeah that's my easy going. I'm, I'm actually not that picky, but uh, and you want somebody that is intellectually on your level. Yeah, well, you know, it's, everyone wants to have a nice conversation, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, because it's not fun to have a conversation with yourself. Yeah. Especially, especially when people are watching, they tend to think crazy. But um, now, um, whenever you guys know that I'm a Christian and that my faith is is very important to me, but also one of like my big messages that I always try to get across is that regardless of regardless of your views the one thing that we can agree on is loving one another and with that love we should respect views of others now you guys might not realize it but justin he's not a christian Mm -mm. but guess what we don't let that get in the way of us being best friends because we love each other and we respect each other. And I hope and pray that you guys can learn that, that it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from or who you worship, all that respect and love, it goes a long, long way. So, um, brother Justin, now, uh, when it comes to your faith, uh, can you kind of sum it up in like a nutshell for people? Yeah. So what you might not know is uh, I am actually ordained as a uh, novice Zen Buddhist priest. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. So technically, I'm a Zen monk. Um, It's from a a Japanese tradition. So I'm like allowed to get married and do all that's kind of complicated. But it's, uh, you know, I can have a job and get married and that sort of thing. Um, So it's something that I'm actually training under. And I have a teacher and he has a teacher and uh part of the reason why I'm back in the school is they, they require me to get educated even more. So, uh, oh, that's awesome. And in a, in a nutshell, um, so I like, you know, I was, I was raised Lutheran. Um, I was a pretty religious kid. Uh, I believed, you know, uh, very strongly how certain things worked in the world and that. Um, but I, but my, the best thing my pastor then told me is to never stop asking questions. 
you know, always, always look for the truth. And, you know, the, was the this your drunk pastor. What's that? <laughs> was, was this your drunk pastor? Oh, yeah. No, was this the one? This was the one, you know. Yeah, because, you know, in, if, in Lutheran denomination, you can have, you know, we have women pastors and they can crack open a beer and we can have a pork roast. And, you know, it's they're pretty Lutherans are pretty laid back. It's a pretty good denomination, I think. Like they're pretty forgiving. They're not too judgmental usually. So it's pretty, you know, there's a lot to learn there. Um, Very nice. So and eventually, and this is maybe a long story we can get into another time is, you know, especially through uh, my, I had a really rough time in the submarine. It was very mentally and physically and emotionally challenging. Um, eventually I started studying uh, more Eastern thought things. Um, so Zen Buddhism is a form of Buddhism that, that is uh, from China, but then got transferred to Japan. Um, but basically Buddhism is about human suffering. And so putting any beliefs aside, because there, there's a whole bunch of different ones, but what it really is to, about in its core is why do we suffer? What's the reasoning for it? Um, and how can, how can we mitigate it? How can we get rid of unnecessary suffering? And that's the whole thing. That's actually what it's about. Um, the, main, the main thing being the, that they feel that suffering comes from um, our desire. You know, we crave sinful nature, you think? What's that? So, like, speaking from, like, my, my faith, so basically, in my words, sinful nature uh, is what, uh, what those desires are. It's a little more subtle than that, um, because it's not so much a good and bad, it's just recognizing, um, that it's a part of us. So for instance, um, you know, you might want a new car or something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so in your mind, you're like, this is going to be great. Once I get this new car, I'm going to be happy. Right. So then you get this car and then you're kind of happy and you're up on cloud nine for a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden that goes down and then you're sad about and angry and you want something else. Right. And so, but yeah. only if I had this, you know, maybe if I had a raise too, or maybe if I was thinner. So we constantly want things and we think that these things are going to make us happy. Um, but of course it's not permanent. So eventually that falls down again. And so this is a concept they, they, they call like a wheel or they call it samsara in Buddhism. Um, but it's a, it's a cycle, you know, so we try to get this, we're happy, and then eventually we get depressed again. And then so we get trying to get this thing again, and then eventually it falls back down. Um, so, th so emotions like that run in a circle. Um, so it's saying that it's, it's us craving something that we don't have that we think is going to make us happy is a cause of suffering. If we, we want things to be how they're not, I mean, that, that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's hills and valleys in life. Yeah. And like we must, we must recognize that and we must endure that. Yeah. So, so, so we can have a better, uh, a, a better, uh, a, a better uh, overall uh, uh, understanding of who we are as humans. So, like, you know, you just got, you got to raise a little bit ago, right? Yep. Feels pretty good, right? Oh, God, it does, yeah. How many more months 
until you want another raise? Uh, I'll be honest, about six months. So, the, so that this is this is the thing, yeah. Yeah, because we because my goal is to make enough money so like the bills are paid so we can live comfortably. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's what, what gets us in trouble is like, um, you've seen people like, Oh, but only if I had that really fancy, you know, pair of sunglasses or the Gucci purse or something. When we, when we mistakenly think that that's going to make us happy, that's the problem. That's, that's this craving. Okay. So that's really what the whole religion is actually about is, is where does, how do, how do we deal with suffering in this kind of nature? Because like, we're basically, we are tricking ourselves into thinking that these worldly things are going to satisfy our, our, uh, ah, craving, craving for lack of better words, right? Yes. Yes. That's basically it. Um, see, I see. We got two people from two different faiths, and we can relate to one another. See, guys, we're not all that different. That's what, like Jesus. Jesus talks about not, you know, that whole parable about the birds having jobs and things like that. He says, "Don't worry about that stuff." You know, you know, that's kind of a similar thing. It and. You know, he wasn't a person that lived to try to accumulate more wealth. It, like he's like, no, it's fine. You're just living, living kind of a natural way, like living with being content with what you have. You know, giving giving to people who need. But you know, mm-hmm. it's not this. You know, the richest person in America, or you know, let's say the most powerful right now, is certainly not the happiest, is he? He's the most. He's, he's one, one of the, the most miserable. miserable. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of distorted views about reality, I think, going on, maybe. So. Fake news. Yeah, so. <laughs> so anyways, that's what it's about, generally. It gets complicated, and there's a lot of different different uh, points of view that people don't always agree with on it, but that's generally it. Uh, yeah, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's... Ex- um, when it comes to like politics and stuff, we can talk about that on like a different show because I know that I'm going to get some tweets saying, "What does Justin really think about Trump?" So, 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 guys, this is kind of let's get to know one another show this week. So please, we're going to get yeah, to that. I'd rather, I'd rather not get into politics. Yeah. So, so like we're just not going to focus on that this week. So. uh but now, um, before before like we leave tonight, brother Justin, do you have a- anything to say to the people out there? The people have a great day. Do your best. You know, enjoy life. So it's kind of, <laughs> so basically like the Truman Show philosophy. What is that? Is that is that what they said on there? <laughs> so it's uh, so it's kind of the Truman Show philosophy. You have a great day, night, and and which if I don't see you, then have a great tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Treat, treat people nice. Go do the thing. You know, dream big dreams, all that. <laughs> well, there you go. So late. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me tonight on on Inspired with Christopher. We had Brother Justin on. We had a blast talking about things, going back and forth. 
and just reflecting on the past and seeing the path of how it got us that where we are now. Now, before we leave tonight, as you know, we have a special thing called the Michael Bolton Song of the Week. So, guess what? Before you go and before you shut this off, groove, dance, have some fun, and enjoy some beautiful Michael Bolton. The man has a voice of an angel, guys. Thank you so much. God bless you, and have a safe, blessed, joyous week. Thank you so much. All right. A lot of you are making babies out there, which is great, but don't stop now. You know, I was just thinking hey, how... Bolton. This shit fucking blows, man. Hmm. Seems as though a group of punks have infiltrated our studio. So you don't like my show, huh? Yeah, it sucks ass. I guess you think it's kind of hokey. No, duh. Perhaps even a little uncool? Shit, yeah. Well, I think I have something a bit more up your alley. Hit it! Just take those old records off the shelf. Spin, Michael. I'm trying. You're not trying hard enough. Do it again from the top. A five, six, seven, eight. You gotta hit that! Don't fucking mess with me! You get this spin like your life depends on it! Five, six, seven, eight! No, you lean in, then you point. Point, then lead it. No, lean, in. lean, then point. Think of those fucking punks out there and make them scared of real rock and roll! Don't touch the piano! What are you, fucking crazy? You tease it. You tease it. You don't press the keys. Make those punks fear you. Give it to me. Give it to me. And when they come for you, and believe me, they will come for you, this performance will be the only thing to prove that Michael Bolton is cool. How do you actually know the punks will show up? Oh, they'll show up. They always show up. Pick up the milkshake. Take two steps. Put down the milkshake. Do not drink it. Stop! You've only got four weeks, people! And then we step across and we see there's a second guitar photo. Why? To fuck with their heads. After much consideration, I have decided that the dancing musical note will be played by... Alan. It just seems like there's such a small chance of punks barging in. Still a chance! You have one more time. One more go at this. Five, six, seven, eight! Still like that old time rock and roll. That kind of music to soothe my soul. I reminisce about the days of old. That old time rock and roll. Oh. So what do you punks have to say now?
That was badass. That's what I thought. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. 